Your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. My name is Karen Cassian and I'm here with my co-host Noreen Mitchell. And today we have guest Hannah Shira Naiman. Thanks for joining us, Hannah. Thanks for having me. Good, good morning. morning to you, Noreen. <laughs> good morning. And Hannah is an award-winning singer, songwriter, and banjo player. And she's also interning at the Huntsville Festival of the Arts for the summer till the end of June. How is that going? It's going great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a real um, treat to sort of meet the community after two years of being a shut-in yes. <laughs> during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We actually moved to town uh, right at the start in April of 2020. Oh, wow. So we moved to town knowing there was this art scene here, um, but you know, for two couldn't, years, couldn't you? discover any of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So this has been a really great way to sort of meet meet people. It's sort of been like, you know, jumping, jumping in headfirst. So you're interning, um, you are working Working uh, towards a certificate in arts and cultural management from McEwen University in the U.S. Tell us a bit about that. Well, it's actually in Edmonton. It's yeah, in Edmonton. it is a Canadian establishment. Pardon me, just for the record. But um, yeah, so it's uh, it's a certificate program. It's teaching me skills in things like um, human resources, event planning, community engagement. Um, the business side. The business yeah. side, and you know, a lot of that is stuff that I already have been utilizing as a self-managed musician for a mm-hmm. long time. But um, before the pandemic, I started to look for work because I was finding it challenging to support myself financially and my family with just the musician's income. Yes. And I found all the jobs that I felt qualified for, I didn't have anything proving that I was qualified for. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I, I started doing this program to sort of beef up the resume. And also I have been, you know, working to learn specific skills that I think would be beneficial once I'm out of this program. Like, and and have, are you getting those skills uh, in this position? Well, yeah. So um, one of the things I'm working on is building the volunteer program with oh, the Huntsville good. Festival. And that's been part of my human resources and community engagement development um, component of this program. So, and it is a placement requirement, right? It is a placement requirement. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And how did you find HFA? Uh, that's a good question. I Well, I, I've known, I mean, even during the pandemic, anything that happens in Huntsville seems to happen through the Huntsville Festival it's of the It's true. Arts. It's very true. So Especially since I, Dan I, has come I along. I thought perhaps you maybe knew Dan Watson since yeah. sometimes paths cross in the performing uh, arts world. Yes. Well, actually, one of my friends, uh, Abigail LaPelle, who recently performed. We heard her. Yeah. She was amazing. Yeah. So she... Um, after I said I was working with the Huntsville Festival of the Arts, she said, oh, my friend Dan is working there. I was going to introduce you. So sort of so feels Dan Watson is the executive director. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, Abigail's playing at the Landed Festival. And we'll talk more about that in a while. Yeah. That's, yeah. But so, yeah. So to answer your question about how I found the Huntsville Festival of the Arts, it's sort of word of mouth, but also uh, I needed to choose a few organizations to sort of... Uh, apply to for an internship. And I spoke a lot to people in the community. I spoke with um, a woman who works in theater in Bracebridge and sort of got her take on the Muskoka arts and culture scene. And I spoke with some um, 
some dance colleagues in Aurelia about what they knew about the scene. And I, I nearly took an internship with them, but it's just a little far. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, she, but the woman in Aurelia uh, introduced me to Dan and uh, it felt like a really good match when we finally did sit down to talk. Well, right. we're glad to have you here. Yes, well, we certainly are. <laughs> so we could talk a bit about your musical background, your family background. You were talking with us a bit before we began. Uh, just tell us uh, how you got to where you are and the music that you prefer and how it came to your life. Sure. Well, um, I really um, couldn't escape music in my family as much as I sometimes wanted to, especially as a teenager. Um, My parents are both musicians. My mother is a children's musician and uh, also a folk musician, but she's really made a name for herself in children's music. And uh, my father is a banjo player as well. And so both of them would take me on all of our family trips were to music camps. <laughs> we never had like a, you know, let's go to Florida and do nothing. That was not <laughs> to Disneyland. Unless yeah. it was in Florida. And <laughs> maybe we would have considered it. Yeah. No, we we really just um, made all of our trips to places like uh, music and dance camps or festivals. And so I was really immersed in it. And when I started to write songs, um, I just sort of leaned into that influence. And so that's that's what I do. I write. Uh, new, old-time, traditional-inspired songs, and uh, and all that comes out. Oh, and I also do children's music, so I. <laughs> I, I think that you went to that reluctantly, according <laughs> to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mother probably says I do most things reluctantly. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but she also said you're a natural. Well, thanks, mom. Um, a natural banjo <laughs> player too. too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, that's nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, I started to do the children's music uh, stream when it was another moment in my life when I needed to sort of supplement my income. At the time, I was um, I was really unsure what to do. I was looking around at all these different sort of like, you know, part time jobs, um, not very exciting jobs. And my mom said, well, you know, you have a career right under your nose. <laughs> all you have to do is just start and she was right so I started teaching children's music and um, before I knew it I had a full schedule teaching classes and um, and that sort of leads into uh, or feeds into the recordings I've done with my mom she has a lot of recordings in her name and I did a lot of the harmony singing and so yeah and your harmonies are beautiful oh thank you and you're successful in terms of your awards. You won Traditional Singer of the Year at the Canadian Folk Music Awards in 2017. What does that feel like? Well, uh, that yeah, that's, there's a lot of feelings around that because it was a real achievement. I was really proud. Uh, that was an album that I worked really hard to produce. It was... Um, know the Mountain. Right? Know the Mountain, yeah. It's a collection of songs that I wrote after uh, some time immersively studying traditional music in Virginia and West Virginia. And uh, that immersive time was a very emotional time for me as well. So recording this album, uh, it was a very meaningful thing. And then I had a baby. So I released the album in October and I had a baby in May and I got the award the following fall. And so it was uh, a really nice sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, it felt, it just felt really nice to get that recognition and, and to recognize it, that it was my voice that was getting the award. And, you know, as a new mother, you often feel like you kind of lose a little bit of yourself, a little bit of your Absolutely. voice. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was very nice. And I thought, oh, great, this is going to really launch my career into the next step. And that was um, that was in 2017, the end of 2017. So I started to apply for grants to do a new album. I did a little bit of touring. But you know what? It's really hard to do all that with a young child. And uh, I didn't 
I was kind of on a, an unofficial mat leave. The, the momentum didn't quite go. And that's okay. I was like, you know, that I have time. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And then it was 2020. <laughs> and then it was the pandemic. So uh, that was a bit of a bummer. And now mm-hmm. we're here at 2022, and um, I'm working on a new album. So, so it's getting easier as your daughter gets older, is it? Um, yeah, it definitely is getting easier. Uh, although it's been a slog. I mean, I I received the grant funding to make this next album in 2019, and it's taken me this long to get through lockdowns to secure enough funding to make it happen because I I had partial funding. I mean, it all. It, it's a very complicated process, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I thought, okay, now I'm going to do it. And I, um, I had a producer lined up and we were going to do it. And then there was another lockdown. And we thought, okay, you know what? Let's just do a song remotely. Let's see what we can do. People are doing this. Let's give it a try. So uh, we recorded a single, Vinegar Pie, which I, I believe you'll be you playing it later. Yeah. 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 So we mm-hmm. recorded that during a lockdown. I recorded my vocals and banjo in Huntsville. My producer... Uh, did the drums and all the other stuff in Toronto, uh, as did Brian Kobayakawa, who played bass in Toronto. And Nathan sang harmonies in Smith's Falls. My dad wow. did guitar in Restool. And, um, the world of Zoom. It, it? was. <laughs> and it all came together. It, it all came, came together. together. It took a, a lot more time than I thought it would take, but it all came together beautifully. Um, yeah. I think at, at this point we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back. We're here with Hannah Shira Naiman and we're going to come back and hear more about her uh, Vinegar Pie song. And I'm Karen Cassian here with Noreen Mitchell. We'll be right back on Arts R Us. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. And we're back on Arts R Us. I'm Karen Cassian here with Noreen Mitchell, and we're interviewing Hannah Shira Naiman. And she's telling us about the, her, the song that she wrote called Vinegar Pie, and you wrote this during the pandemic, and I think it, it's very special to you. Do you want to tell us more about that, Hannah? Sure, yeah. Um, so vinegar pie is a, it's a, it's an actual pie. It's a pandemic. No, it's a depression Despe- era. Rather. Desperation Des- pie. It's a desperation pie. That's oh, right. It's so you can actually make, one. you can make vinegar pie. And I learned about it. Um, I was watching a video. Some friends of mine in West Virginia have a farm and they were, they made a video that was a, a cooking video about how to make vinegar pie. And it was just beautiful. Vinegar pie is supposed to simulate uh, lemon cream pie. Oh, because of the sourness. Because of the sourness. Mm -hmm. So in times of food shortages, when lemons aren't around, uh, folks would use vinegar and nutmeg to simulate that flavor of lemons. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So I learned about that when I'm, you know, locked in my house and so is everyone else and we've all been making do with whatever we have and whatever joy we can find just trying to keep our heads up for all this time and you know even the way that that song was made you know it it was the best we could do at the time we were all in our separate houses wouldn't we have much rather been in Mm -hmm. the same room at the same time um so that's the story of vinegar pie and and oh also you know we're waiting for vaccines at that point in time, waiting and waiting. So in the song, um, there's a line, you know, we're waiting for help, but it's coming in slow. So, you know, how long will we have to just keep waiting, keeping our heads up, making this vinegar pie? And, and you know, it's fine, and we like vinegar pie, but come on now. Let's, yeah, let's, have, some lemon, let's yeah. have some lemon pie. Yeah. 
So yours is traditional music, and I'm not sure how you... Do you say Appalachian or Appalachian? Appalachian. Oh, that's like a whole other radio show. Okay, okay. <laughs> i go there. But anyway... I thought it was Appalachian. But why is it uh, so popular still? Why... I mean, it's traditional music. What is it about traditional music that speaks to everyone? Mm, I love that question. Um, for me, as a songwriter, I go to traditional music because of that sort of universal appeal. So... Uh, in Know the Mountain, there is a song uh, called The Blue House, and it follows the form of a traditional murder ballad, for example. Uh, although in most murder ballads, uh, no, that's not true. I retake that sentiment. I was going to say in most murder ballads, the woman dies, but she dies in this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but through the Blue House, I was able to speak about my own uh, personal experiences, a very specific incident involving uh, one of the fiddling mentors that I had in Virginia. Uh, he did not murder anyone. I, you know, I used the the metaphor to uh, and the allegory of and the form of the traditional music to sort of help me articulate the sentiment underneath it. So that's what I think appeals to about traditional music in general and Appalachian music. Um, is, you know, just one form of it. But but they all sort of tug at that universal heartstring that like, you know, in the murder ballad, it's like, oh, we all know that guy is just not right. He's not treating people right. And like, what are we going to do about this? You know, so I find it's just a really good way to to speak to everyone in a way that everyone can feel a similar feeling. It's a language. Yeah. Sounds like a language. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, you know, there are murder ballads in Irish music and there are murder ballads in uh, English music and uh, almost every single form, probably. But uh, Appalachian music has been what I grew up around and it's what inspires me. And I read that it was sort of back porch music that uh, people would just play together sort of like house music house, yeah. uh, like house yeah. parties so I think yeah. about kitchen uh, parties yes yes yeah yeah very much so I um yeah for those who aren't familiar with old-time music um if you think about bluegrass music you'll get close mm-hmm. and um in your analogy about sort of back porch music it's like bluegrass is the front porch music so everyone gathers around the microphone they take solos and it's very flashy but old-time music is sort of the yeah the more participatory um low-key um, less twangy, but still a little twangy uh, form of American music. I know that you studied contemporary dance in, at Concordia in Montreal. I did. What was that experience like for you? It was awesome. It was a, a really great time, uh, a really great place to be, especially in your 20s. I recommend everyone study in Montreal in their 20s. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the program at Concordia is really focused on creativity and choreography in particular. Uh, so I'm not doing a lot of dance uh, right now. I'm doing some square dancing, but that's not quite the same thing um, as contemporary dance. But the whole idea of creativity and how to create and 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 sort of the process behind that uh, has been something that I've taken away from that program. But I'm sure you've uh, directed your energies in dancing into square dancing and calling. Could you talk about that part of your career? I mean, I know that's probably not happening right now, but do you intend to do another hoedown, for example? Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, this summer, uh, I'm pleased to say I have several square dances on my on my bill. So it's for coming Huntsville? back. Not for Huntsville. Oh. Not yet. Nope, uh, although, you know, I'd love to. My um, uncle was a caller. Oh, yeah. A square dance. 
Wow. Yeah. Yes. And I remember as a child going to parking lots at uh, at uh, grocery stores, and they were just outdoors in the evening. I remember and the learning to square dance in high school as part of gym. That's what yeah. we learned. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I forget the question now. What, <laughs> <laughs> so do I. No, but your energy is being directed to dancing of of that type. We uh, talked right. about you, you're going to have a hoedown dancing. somewhere. Where's yeah. your ho- first hoedown or your next hoedown? Well, my my next uh, dance is a private party on Wolf Island. And then another uh, another one is coming up after that in Niagara Falls at a festival. And then I have a couple of dance camps that have hired me as the, the caller for the week. So every night there'll be a, a dance at the, at the camps. You're a busy think- lady and, and you certainly get around. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful thing myself that because it's a participatory thing and it's not really so critical whether you do it absolutely perfectly and everybody's just having fun. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so wonderful. And it's been so hard during the pandemic to know that that had to stop. You know, who in their right minds would have ever thought that it would be so um, dangerous to dance? I know. And it was a really hard thing for the dance community to admit it and to say, you know what, we have to we have to shut these down. Um, well, don't you think the arts, uh, they were really, they really suffered through the oh, pandemic. Every, so yeah. many things were shut down, so many theaters. So it's just Abs- really Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and, but, you know, with, with the kind of dancing that I do and, um, and the, the necessity to be close, to be holding hands, mm-hmm. uh, to be in, in physical proximity to other people, it's like, you really can't, there's no, uh, people tried to do virtual square dancing and... For some, that provided some joy, but but it's really you can't substitute the real thing. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I um, I, I really am looking forward to to coming back and doing a revolutionary circle left. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and what about your children's programs and your children's albums? Um, tell us a bit about the albums you've produced in French and English. Yeah. Um, so the. Children's music recording is really uh, something I came into through my mother. And um, I have a couple of recordings to my name. Uh, The first one I did when I was 19 years old. My mom got a a contract with the Ontario government to do an album that was part of a literacy program, a literacy kit. So every newborn child in Ontario was to get this kit. uh, And it would have an English CD in it and a French CD in it and a a book and Mm -hmm. some other things to encourage literacy. But she couldn't speak French to save her life. So she sent you. So she hooked me in. And uh, so I recorded this album when I was 19. And And you won an award, didn't you, together? Was that the one? Um, I think it maybe got a Parents' Choice Award. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's how that started. But, you know, at the time, I I still was like, whatever, you know, I did that. But I'm I'm busy, mom. I'm not doing that. That's just something I did for you as a favor. But uh, yes, last year I released another French album. Uh, that is a solo uh, project and um, haven't had much of a chance to, to bring that out, but um, I'm looking forward to doing that. And, That's and, great. Yeah. Ça suffit pour s'amuser. That's right. Yes. Hannah, how can people get in touch with you? I do have a website. That's probably the easiest way. So uh, it's my full name, which is hannahshiranayman.com. So you want okay. me to spell it? Sure. Okay. H-A-N-N-A-H-S-H-I-R-A-N-A-I. M-A-N. We've done that a few times, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for coming and telling oh, us all about yourself. And for letting us hear vinegar pie. We're yes, going to finish with that. Exactly. Okay, and we wish you well. Thank you. And we're happy that you're in Huntsville and someday there'll be uh, I square dancing. I hope we're going to square dance. Yes. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Thank for having you. me. Thank you. 
So, Noreen, we're going to sign off and uh, we're going to play Vinegar Pie. I remember it well, it was back in the fall, circling round at the old dance hall. What I wouldn't give for you to swing me again, change hand over hand in the old grand chain. on vinegar pie watching the year pass us by and baby you know that I'm ready to go but we're waiting for help and it's coming slow there once was a time we thought we had it made we squeezed all of the drops to make our lemonade and then the cupboards were bare and all the lemons were dry Pulled out the recipe for vinegar pie And we've been feasting on vinegar pie Watching the years pass us by And baby you know that I'm ready to go But we're waiting for help and it's coming slow Politician with your big white lies I don't see your family with no desperation pies But the sick are getting sicker and so many have died And we've been feasting on vinegar pie Watching the years pass us by Baby, you know that I'm ready to go But we're waiting for help and it's coming slow Coming in slow Coming in slow us by and baby you know that I'm ready to go but we're waiting for help and it's coming slow coming in Are us, and we're going to talk a bit about what's going on in our community. In the performing arts, the Huntsville Festival of the Arts has a Huntsville art crawl that goes on from June 1st to June 30th. Uh, artists will be in businesses around town, and that's going to be very exciting. How many, you might know, Hannah, how many artists are involved? I think there's like in 30 something. There are now. 30 performances, yes. but every performance has more than one artist, so yes. it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah but there's <laughs> a, lot, a lot of involvement, and it's good for the business and businesses and good for the artists. It was a big hit last year, so. I think yes. it'll be even better this year. On June 15th, Tio Shorino. And and uh, Hannah, tell us about that. That's a type of, you found out it's a type of dance. Uh, I think it's a type of music, a type of Baril- Bra- Brazilian. Yes. Excuse me. Uh, Brazilian music. Brazilian jazz, perhaps. Yes. Shorino okay. is the style. Okay. And uh, Flavia Nascimento is the singer. And this concert's free, but you have to register for it. So go to the Huntsville Festival of the Arts uh, website if you're interested in Brazilian uh, dance and music. Um, June 15th and 16th, out at Moore Barn, the barn at Hillside, uh, celebrating the music of Neil Young, that's Tobin Spring and his band. 
Uh, the Landed Festival, that's going to be very exciting. Visual art and music, again, at the uh, Hillside Burn. That's June 17th and 18th. And uh, there's a group of seven canoe murals will be on display from June 21st to the 26th in River Mill Park. And that's it for June for the festival. Also, the Dragonfly Theater um, is presenting California Suite from June 1st to the 4th and then June 8th to the 11th. So check that out on their website, the Dragonfly uh, Theater. And I think that's it for the performing arts. In Partners Hall, we currently have this member show called Swing Into Spring, and that ends on March, I'm sorry, May 31st. It'll be followed up by a Pers In Pursuit of Light by Marika McDonald. And at Muskoka Arts and Crafts, the Chapel Gallery is open with a new show called Zoomers with Brushers. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's on until June the 11th. And don't forget to buy your ticket in advance for the Annie Williams Park uh, annual uh, Art, Muskoka Arts and Crafts annual um, summer show. So that's a big deal for them returning to Annie Williams Park this year. And uh, furthermore, in um, I mentioned, forgot to mention Jeff Miller is still, the Remembering Jeff Miller exhibition is still on in the Summit Centre, but soon to end in an auction to follow. I wanted also just to mention, I got some news from Patty Parker, the photographer and fellow Huntsville Arts I Society member. Too. She and her husband Mick have formed a duo and they are going, they're back again playing and they're going to be on, on, at Cross, Crosswoods Restaurant in Rosso, playing on the there. patio. It's a beautiful restaurant. Uh, every Saturday night from May 28th. So uh, look for them. Mm -hmm. And they have a YouTube channel too. And just look for Patty Parker Music mm -hmm. and you'll see them. I think that's all for now. That's all for this week. So I'm Karen Cassian with uh, Marie Mitchell and we're signing off on Arts or Us. There's only one Hunters Bay Radio. We, we are, are Muskoka. Muskoka.